Hello and welcome to The Wind Thieved Hat. John Wood and Paul Harrison are two artistic heroes of mine. They make work that is both simple and complex, profound and mundane. It's always engaging, often funny, and as you'll hear, has occasionally ended in disaster. Look on the Tate Modern website and you'll see them described as an art world Laurel and Hardy. And it's their ability to create entrancing short videos that has now led to them becoming, in this their 30th year together, a TikTok phenomenon. Although exactly how this happened, or indeed what it even means, they're not entirely sure. In our conversation, they reveal the secrets of a long-term working relationship. We talk about what makes a good idea and a bad one too. And they tell me about two classic mistakes they made early on in their career. Peter Andre is a fan, as are large swathes of the Japanese population. Maybe after you hear them talk, you'll become one too. Their work's great. They're lovely human beings. They are Wood and Harrison. Good morning. Good morning. How, 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 how are you doing? Uh, pretty, pretty good, I think. Yeah, yeah. Surviving. Yeah, but it's it's really nice to to be here and uh, to be in this space that I've kind of watched. As I was saying to uh, to uh, Paul on the way up, uh, I don't I didn't recognise you in brightly coloured trainers. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm used to somebody in very sombre clothes. These are, these are my middle aged Light middle-aged crisis trainers. <laughs> they're, they're, they're excellent. Obviously, nobody can see the trainers at the moment. No. We can only imagine <laughs> no. how wonderful your trainers are. Imagine very bright <laughs> trainers that a middle-aged man might wear to try to grasp a bit of youth, <laughs> and those are the trainers. I think it's working. You reckon? I, I didn't recognise you downstairs. <laughs> right. so, yeah. But you thought, get... Who's this brightly young fella that can't possibly... Oh, thank, thank you. That's a good start. That's yeah. a good start. But you do get that. We've had that two things a bit like that before, where we've met people, we've gone to you know, be in a group show or something, and they're, they're a bit nervous because they think we're going to be really stern and really, you know... Yeah. Humourless. Because uh, there, are, there are no expressions no, really yeah. in the video work. Or then, then the flip happens. And I think this got said to me in France once. We thought, you, we thought you'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you could never tell. Or, and there's, of course, because we've got older over the 30 years, <laughs> that, you know, people can be watching our early work and, like, say, students of mine or whatever, um, they say, is that you, you know, who, who's in the video? And you say, oh, it's me. And they, they no. sort of double take and they're like, what? No. So, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, people feel really comfortable about saying, oh, don't you look young? Yeah, yeah. And what they mean, obviously, is don't you now look old? <laughs> you know, so that's really nice. But we've suddenly become uh, minor league TikTok. Have you really? Of, yeah, right. no, not true. <laughs> no. Not well, that we know what you don't need the trainers, man. If, you, no. if you're making it on TikTok, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we didn't know what these sort of word, you know, these words mean when someone comes and says things to you like, "You're on TikTok." I'm like, "Great, yeah." <laughs> What's TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, a couple of our videos got like, I don't know what the word is, but ripped from somewhere and put uh, on it. Yeah. And so I had students coming up to me, 
saying you've gone viral. Because I imagine it's, it's kind of perfect for TikTok, really. Well, it kind of, we, we've we noticed on Instagram, actually, no, no less than a person than Peter Andre <laughs> had posted uh, on his Instagram feed. And we, I don't spend a lot of time on Peter Andre's Instagram feed, but yeah. someone added us, you know, so we kind of oh, came okay. up in our comments, I yeah. look, and uh, it's a clip of me opening a door and a plank hits me on the head. And he's sort of got that from somewhere. Mm. Um, and it was just like, you know, this is what my day feels like. Um, so right. yeah, Peter Andre. You never know, he might, he might have a hidden appetite for video art, maybe. <laughs> Could have a very good taste. The, I mean, the, the mysterious de- depths of Peter Andre. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't demonstrated it so far. No. No offence <laughs> yeah. to Peter Andre, but, uh, but yeah. But it's quite weird how stuff now, particularly, because um, obviously we span from 91-ish, when we first started to work together, how technology's changed and how... Um, how now? And someone messaged me the other day saying, you know, like, do you, do you mind about this stuff being out? And actually, I, 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 I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, once it's out there, it's out there and it can be distributed pretty freely. Um, and I quite like the fact that they're finding their, these clips finding their way around, you know, through into other people, different audiences that, yeah. Know, and they don't know it's, they don't know who it is and they don't know what it is but you know it's like they're seeing it and watching it and stuff and they might make a connection later on mm. yeah I thought I would begin by asking for people who aren't familiar with your work obviously that excludes Peter Andre yeah let's say for um, for Jordan uh, um, uh, what, 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 how you would describe what you do what do you what, what, what do you do fellas well we I suppose broadly we both studied fine art uh, at, at art college and that's where we met so we were within that field of fine art practice so um, we we would have studied at college painting, sculpture we did a little bit of video a bit of film a bit of photography that, that kind of so we work in that area and the, and the, and the work that we make uh, is targeted really for distribution in uh, film festivals kind of experimental film festivals um, a bit of television, um, museums and art galleries. So we're working within that, that kind of sphere. So it's related to that, um, yeah, the kind of histories of, of kind of painting, sculpture, fine art practice, but also because we still do and we, we have for the last 30 years make a lot of video work, we also cross over slightly into kind of, uh, I guess, low-budget, uh, film and TV work, so that kind of yeah. But I think that's where it really, you know, in a way, that's why we're quite intrigued when things go on to TikTok or whatever. Is that I think that's very much our background, you know, coming from sort of a fine art thing. Although as much from our, you know, watching television and you know, listening to music and all of those things. Um, but I think it, the actual, say, the videos. But even the paintings and, and objects that we make, there is a sort of blurring of what you kind of how you categorise them, I think. And, and so it is quite hard to explain to people, like, say, if they say, you know, what, what, what if you say oh, I make videos and they say, oh, what, what do you make? I mean, I have it with like neighbours and, yeah, you know, I can imagine, yeah, family and whatever. And but I like that. Th- 
we use a lot of the language of like the history of you know video art and art but at the same time, we use a lot of language of like the history of music videos and uh, yeah. you know all of these things, and then it makes these things not a hundred percent like yeah. when we showed in Middlesbrough years and years ago mm. in, before um, Middlesbrough Institute of Modern Art opened. We did a thing in the sort of town centre, a big projection of videos. I think of the one with the table tennis okay. ball. Um, and I, you know, people kind of looked at it and didn't know whether it was adverts. Or feel, you know, yeah. it's quite hard to sort of... But because I think partly as well, we always tried to make... Not, not that we set out to make things accessible, like... But we, want, we made the videos that we wanted... That we would want to watch or see, or the things that we were interested in. And, that, and then that has just happened to kind of end up in this format that they are, where they're a kind of a mixture... Of, of categories, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think we didn't we didn't really start out with a master plan. You know, it was very casual. Okay. We would just left college. Uh, we would just start kind of messing around. And that point, I mean, you know, the, the whole world was very different in yeah, the early sure. '90s to how it is now because it's a long time ago. But um, we didn't think that we could do this as a career. Uh, we weren't really sure what kind of work we wanted to make. So it really grew from just having a bit of time. To mess around and obviously at that time when you're first starting out no one's interested in what you're doing you know no one is interested so you've got this time with no pressure <laughs> yeah. uh, to just play around try things out so we we didn't really you know John was saying I mean I'm really pleased that I think that we're at the slightly more accessible end of art that's produced you yeah. know it's kind of uh, it's, it's the potential is there for a quite a broad audience like, yes. who really like that yeah um, I think that's one of the great things about the work is that it's it's slightly unquantifiable which is why I asked you that question rather than leaving <laughs> it to me to describe <laughs> yeah. and uh, and it is as you say very um, very approachable too I think I remember when, you know when I saw the talk and I bought your um, that, that first DVD I had and um, I, I watched it with my kids as well, who were who were both quite into sort of Laurel and Hardy and that sort of stuff at the time, and uh, and and they loved it as well. It's our, yeah, it's our master plan is appeal to the kids, and they'll look after our sort of pension years. Well, yeah. honestly, now you're making it on TikTok. It's, yeah. it's, it's happening. Well, there you go. Yeah. But that definitely, we used to notice that definitely, and will we still notice it? Although I think the art world has changed, obviously, and I think people are, you know, there is much more. Um, I don't know, openness or something, but, you know, with, like, Tate Modern and everything, I think it has... The public perception of art has changed over the last 30 or, you know, 25 years. Um, but at first, we would be quite relieved if, like, there were kids at private views because they would laugh at the the videos and kind of get them, you know, and there wasn't that kind of fear of... Because we used to, yeah. didn't we? People we used to come up to us and say, I'm, I'm really sorry, mm. but, you know, I find your work really funny. You'd get like full-on apologies, and uh, right. which you don't get now. You know okay. now that hasn't. But then kids just kind of got it and didn't question that kind yeah. of. They, they, is they it weren't art or is it by the yeah, aura yeah. of art? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really nice, a, bit, a sort of purer response. Yeah, to it. yeah, I think so. Yeah, has the. So one of the things that you know we'll we'll get to is is the longevity of you working together and and, and the work that you've made, but. Has it, has, it, has it been difficult to, to make a living from working with work that is quite unquantifiable in a way, and video-based? Well, 
It's time we didn't have a master plan. Uh, we, did, we didn't have a master plan, but we made two classic mistakes, didn't we, when we, when we started off. Is I, uh, we're working collaboratively, so everything gets split. Uh, uh, everything, such as it is, uh, gets split. Um, and we make video, which is, you know, again, sure. it's a very niche, um, you know, even within the art world, which at the time when we started up was, was, pretty, was pretty niche. Uh, there's a tiny bit of it, which is, you know, people who are interested in video work. So in terms of being able to sell work or, you know, to kind of generate work, uh, income through that, then that, that, that proved really difficult. And then obviously when we did get it, we, we split it. So it's, it's our business plan, uh, is, is not, is not been great. I mean, we've, we've managed it. We both teach part-time. Right pretty very part-time but we both teach um and we've been pretty resourceful i think in terms of being able to keep the the studio going i mean at first video right i think when we first left college you know it just didn't you know like it didn't sell anywhere did it it was so in a way that was always in our head that you know we would never make a living from art uh and that, um, in the same way that more or less everyone that left college, you know, in the eight, well, I don't know since when, but like certainly in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, you didn't, because free, you know, the YBA hadn't kind of happened sure. as such. And so, you you know, when we were growing up, it was only like David Hockney that you'd ever heard of, wasn't it? Yeah. As a kind yeah. of really, as a, an artist that... Made it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in a way that did give us a sort of freedom you know, that we didn't have that pressure yeah. and expectation that yeah. we would make, yes. you know, that it would be our living and that. And yeah. then, but then obviously things happen, you know, well, A, the whole art market changed, but then, you know, related to that, you know, video did start to sell and museums and that began to collect it and like yeah. more widely. I um, mean, I would say as well that, that compared to a graduating student now, it was it was really easy for us. You know, we left, I graduated in 1990. Uh, we'd had full grants. Uh, yeah. Like I owed a couple of thousand pounds, maybe, or something like that. Um, but you could just, well, you could pretty much just walk into teaching. When I, you know, I moved back home and rang around a few colleges and they were saying, oh yeah, we need someone to teach foundation drawing or something like that. So I just started like that. We could get... Yeah. Arts Council grants. Yeah. We just used to alternate because at the time I lived in the Midlands. John lived down in the southwest. Right. So every other year it'd be Southwest Arts, Westminster Arts, Southwest Arts. So we'd just do that for six or seven years. Um, and although there isn't the kind of uh, possibility, uh, there's more of a possibility now to be engaged in a kind of commercial sector. You know, with more commercial galleries. You know, post freeze art fair and all that kind of expansion of the market which means that you can earn as a greater possibility to earn money through selling work. Um, the general climate was just much kinder and much easier and much more supportive for us yeah. then than it is now. I think it's now when you leave, I just think it's like super, super tough. So uh, you leave with all the debt and, the, yeah. and there's less, there's, there's no dole no. as such. And, no. Yeah. And, and I guess even spaces to, you know, yeah. to find a space where you can work is tougher these days. Our, our first studio we had in Shropshire and uh, I just moved back there. We got a little bit of money from Westminster's Arts, I think a £1,000 mm. to make some work. And I rang the local council and said, um, 
I'm an artist, I've just moved back, uh, we're looking for a studio. And, and literally two days later, they picked me up in a car, drove me around to look at three sites. Right. And we had a studio for free for, I think it was for two or three years. Yeah. Um, they just said, yeah, use this space. So nice. we had keys and everything yeah. for it. So it was, yeah, I mean, everything was easier. One of the things I was thinking about before I came today was uh, how closely you've worked together and for how long. And then obviously over the last uh, year or so, we've had this rather peculiar situation of a, of a global pandemic. That, that must have been a bit weird, was it, for you two having space apart? Or did you manage not, to keep working through yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, not, well, not really. We quite enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a break. Well, no, because up until Paul lived in Bristol for seven years, up until a couple of years ago, but we'd always lived in different towns or cities. So we were okay. sort of used to it, you know, it was kind of how we worked anyway. We'd come together and right. then we'd go off and, you know, get on with stuff and then come back. Um, so in that sense, it wasn't, dif- that, it wasn't that different. I mean, the only difference was that it kind of totally stopped, you know, like we didn't come back together. But I think we had so much, um, we had two things. A, we had like loads of things that we could get on with um, that we'd been meaning to for ages and ages but without like having exhibitions and you know stuff to sort out we could actually do like a whole load of stuff that we'd been meaning to do for ages and some right. of that was really like boring stuff you know admin stuff but lots of it was really fun stuff wouldn't it like mm. kind of create you know like we edited uh, did we edit the music video in that time yeah i think so yeah. well did things like you know right edited the music video um remastered old works you know okay. you did websites yeah. didn't you and kind of I don't know it was just we, we I mean we felt bad at first because we in the first lockdown we loved it um, <laughs> yeah. it was just really right. you could just get on with ideas and work and we were super productive yeah. um, I think it got harder in I can't remember which one it's lockdown three or lockdown something three, this year yeah. just I think combined with the weather and yeah, that was the one in the early part of the year yeah, yeah that yeah. was tough that yeah one. yeah Gloomy. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think we we've got a lot of experience. Obviously, at that point, I mean, if, if it had come two years into us working together, it would have been much more difficult. Yeah. I think it was kind of like I mean, we were extremely fortunate in in our situation in terms of what we do for a job, uh, although we're not highly paid for what we do as a job. Um, it's under our control in a sense, so we weren't having to be somewhere. You know, we weren't having yeah. to. Uh, commute somewhere we could actually I mean the first couple of weeks of the first lockdown was basically just cancelling and rearranging stuff and then um, because the the kind of art world or the commercial art world moved so quick, after two weeks it was like right we need content for online stuff you know it's like this is next you know Um, so that kind of we had a couple of weeks where it was like a bit of a holiday and then it pretty much got back to being even busier than it was before yeah. lockdown just because of, you know, rearranging stuff and making stuff for stuff online. And but, but I think as well, it's like not only us having worked together for a long time that, you know, we kind of know, you know, know how to manage things and stuff. But I think it, there is, and this is linked to us having no master plan. If you've, if you've never really, you know... Um, earned lots of money or something you know we're like 
I think one of our skills is that we're super resourceful. Yeah. You know, and and it forces yeah. you to sort of be really inventive and rigorous. Yeah. I mean, not, you know, I'm not saying it's a great thing to have, you know, not to have loads of money, you know, but at the same time, there's a kind of, yeah. you know, we're pretty... Uh, yeah, paired back. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of yeah. knowing how to work. Yes. Right. Yeah. Now that that's it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah, we, we, the, the absence of a master plan may mean that you are, I guess, less likely to achieve some kind of success. But at the same time, the freedom that that brings to roll with things and to invent and to be spontaneous is is kind of more creative in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Really. Yeah, I think you think you feel less. I mean, it's great, you know. We kind of we come in here in this room, lock the door, put the kettle on, put some music on, and it's basically. I mean, it's not exactly like this because you do get a lot of external requests for for things, so you you're having to work to deadline, but you're in control of it. You know, mm. you can um, decide what you do that day, mm. uh, what you don't do that day, um, and certainly in terms of what we want to make. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's. That's the thing because if we if we'd if we, if we were making things that sold for a lot of money, you know, then um, we'd be under a lot of pressure to make those things that sold for a lot of money. Yeah. Whereas now we can go, you know, we've got this, <laughs> uh, and you know, it's a I don't know, it's a painted bucket or something. I, I don't know, yeah. just like something that's like, um, and people all go like, well, is it is it bronze underneath? <laughs> no, it's a bucket. Um, so we can, we do have an enormous amount of sort of creative yeah. freedom and freedom like kind of how to plan the day yeah. and what we yeah. do and what we yeah. don't do and stuff. Yeah. So I think we decided that we wanted to um, be, to enjoy it. I think that was the kind of main thing um, yeah. when we started working together. And part of the reason I think why we work together is because it's more enjoyable if there's two of you. Mm. Um, and that's the thing and we just didn't want to get and you know there have been times where it's been super tough because you get a lot of external pressure you know things are going wrong things you can't control um, that just build up and build up and build up and that's when there's been the only time when there's when it's not felt like it's been you know fun and enjoyable mm. let's talk a little bit about sort of the, the, the process then so um, do, do, where, where, where do your ideas come from do you do you both go off independently and sort of come up with stuff and then come back together or how does it work yeah <laughs> do you know uh, well there's if there's one of us here there's a there's a there's a stock answer to this question isn't there? Mm. it's like the ideas are all mine yeah <laughs> but when we're both in the room we've got to sort of now yeah, we can't yeah, tell some sort mind. of other yeah. Yeah, it's a calamity. But it is, I mean, it is weird. I think... You can email me independently yeah, yeah. afterwards. You know yeah. that bit I said? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't true. Um, there's, I think two things happen. One is that we, I just think, like, it's perhaps one of the reasons why we worked together or why we then continued to work together was that we had a, we kind of found a lot of the same things interesting, didn't we? Mm. And on had the kind of... You know, like if we were talking about film, like a bit in a film, it would be like we would both be going, oh, do you see that bit with her? And so there was a, a sort of, I don't know, like a similar interests or something. And then, but then what happens as well is when you work together super long, 
because we can't remember where stuff came from. Right. Because we'll be, you know, things come in and out and they're not right for one project. And seven years later, you're kind of like, oh, let's do this with the spirit level and, and, and do it in this medium. And it kind of works. And when we trace the history of a work back, it can actually go back, you know, 20 years, right. you know, to a yes. little diagram. But essentially, I think what we do is kind of both we're away and we're just scribbling stuff down don't we and then we kind of bring that in and we'll put loads of ideas out or up on the walls and Mm. and then group things and then we go off and you let things sort of settle and think but I think a lot of it is editing isn't it Mm. of editing of ideas and and of what's kind of right at the time and then it just becomes an absolutely ongoing um, you know Right, we go off for a week and then come back and go, oh, I think the you know, these things that we're working on at the moment are laser levels and plumb bobs. And we'll come back and go, oh, I think the, the laser level should be this colour or, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so it's this. And we tend, we, I mean, video is obviously a great medium to collaborate on. You need someone there to set the camera up and, you yeah. know, and that kind of thing. So that was one of the things. And even then within that, we'd do these quite long multi-sectional videos where there'd be 100 parts or 32 bits you know right. so it'd be we'd like go okay we're going to do this thing uh set in a room where we shoot from above and we're going to have 36 sections let's come up with 36 sections you know so you come up with 180 sections and then you know some of them are john's some of them are mine some of them are in between it all gets mixed up they all get put yeah. together and then it's just right what are the final best 36 yeah. so even now when we're doing we're doing a uh, quite a long series of, of text paintings paintings with, with text phrases rendered on them it's like you know uh, this one this word over here let's come up with this you know you, you bring in 50 you edit it down to 12 you, that kind of thing so it's, it's I mean one of the things that we're really good at now is and we, I think we're always really good at it is if one of us has a really bad idea the other one just tells them you know <laughs> straight up no that's yeah. really bad okay. and there's that kind of um and I think that's really key and important that I try to, when I'm teaching, is try to get, and it, it's odd in a way, I think other, when you're talking to students, you know, just, just to say, look, you will have really terrible ideas on a daily basis. You know, every artist does. You know, it doesn't come out, you know. Yeah. It just doesn't come out like that, you know. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing is when you, when you get, like, artists talking together. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much about where do you get that made, you know? Yeah. You know, where's that from? You know, it's very about the stuff the of it. Yeah. It's, it's so not like how, um, oh, I don't know, how, how yeah. people might imagine artists would be. Yeah. Or, or yeah. That's why I was talking to, my wife's a painter and I was talking to her about this last night and she's, um, she's showing some work at the moment and... Uh, and she said, yeah, I'd, I'd love it if people just said to me, why, why did you choose that colour paint yeah. there? Or what, what have you done to the canvas round, round, round there? And these more specific questions, I yeah. guess. Yeah. What, what, um, so this, this, you generate a lot of ideas and, and you, you select the ones that you're going to make. Have you found that you've developed criteria now as to what makes a good idea? And you know, how, how do you evaluate what's, what's, what's going to get made and what, what goes in the bin? Uh, I think it's a lot of it is just because we spend a lot of time in here talking about it and bringing things back up. 
So it goes through a kind of like a filter process. We're looking for things that are kind of, I guess, it, with a video, for instance, we'll look for the, the, the take that is closest to the idea that we got from a drawing. So we'll sketch out a drawing of like, okay, this is what we want to happen. Let's set it up, let's do this. And maybe we'll shoot 30 takes. In some instances, it's the only one of those 30 takes that works. You know, in others, you'll get six or seven takes and it'll be the one that's kind of like, it might not be the most perfect. There might be something slightly wrong with it, but it's something that we just quite like about mm. that wrongness. Mm. And the same when we're dealing with like, you know, text works or something, it's the, the thing that just, um, it might not be the most beautiful phrase, it might be deliberately awkward, it might be, uh, you know, yeah, a little bit wrong, but there's just something about it that's, right. yeah, that kind of fits, or that fits with this one and that one and that one as a group, you know, they all kind of yeah, start to work together. Yeah, I think often there's a kind of, uh, it fitting into a, a sort of, a, a wider thing, yeah. But also, I think one of our, I think one of our criteria of some, of something being kind of a good idea in our eyes, is like that it's sort of multi-layered. Yeah. You know that even if it's super simple, yeah. You know, like the plank hitting your head when you open the door. Um, there's not only how we render it and the kind of getting the take that we want and the lighting of the room and all of that. Um, it's that the, the actual action or the actual idea has works on kind of different, more than one level. Yes. And I think that then, and I think maybe that's sometimes why kids like the stuff or whatever, is that it's, there are all sorts of entrances yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, that's one of the definitions. And then I think another definition is for us is that sometimes, I think if we have an idea kicking around for, for a long time, or we're in here and we're trying to work on it and is that sometimes you can lose interest in it a little bit. And sometimes we think that that's actually a sort of sign, isn't it? That it, it didn't hold mm, it's not got that quite vitality. the... vitality yeah. as an idea. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think it's a sort of combination of... Or we... I mean, we have various jokes, don't we? Like Because this is one of our ones. If we're in here and we're working on something and for, for whatever reason, like particularly a video, it's not working. <laughs> You'll hear one of us going... Stand clear. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> you know, and we let the idea. It's dead. It's dead. And we yeah. call the time. Okay. 12, 23. Okay. I mean, I, I think the other thing is, well, a lot of it, a lot of the decisions about the choices that we make, particularly, you know, and, and coming back to the one where I open the door and the plank hits me on the head, is that it's, it's, it's open. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like a kind of, it's an idea that's there. There's, you know, hopefully there's, the instant kind of thing, the watchability, that kind of relationship between you being able to associate with what would it be like if I, we've all opened a door and mm-hmm. most of us have opened a door and, you know, not often there's a plank falling on our head, but, you know, you can imagine that in the physical sensation. So you, you've got that relationship to the screen, but then there's all the other possible things that happen. And we really like to make work that's open in its interpretation. I think, mm-hmm. You know, that's like... It's about stuff that we're interested in and it might be about something that we did specifically, you know, that oh, mm. this is about this, but we really like... So it's not that the work isn't about anything and mm. we haven't got our ideas about what mm. it's about, but it's really nice. I mean, I know that that work is in the... It's, well, it works in the government art collection and I know that um, they showed it at 10 Downing Street and it was actually selected by Blair and left... 
Wayne Gordon Brown sort of office. So it was kind of like, you know, so so there's all these possibilities that this work could could have all sorts of, you know, yeah. meanings and 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 I think that's a really nice. I mean, yeah. obviously, some people come up with the strangest readings of the work, but yeah. even that's quite that, that's, that's, that's quite a interesting. Wonderful thing, though, isn't yeah. It? yeah, and I was curious about that too. Have you, have you found um, that there are parts of the world that are more responsive to to the work, and others that are less, or or different audiences in, in different because culturally, I, I yeah. think it's quite interesting how people respond to things. Definitely. I mean, we found, we found, again, this wasn't part of a master plan, but we found out that the good thing about working with video, you know, is against, um, you know, it doesn't sell, and there's two of us, uh, is that it's, it, even then it was really easy to distribute. You know, there's no shipping, you posted a VHS tape in the post and it went to this film festival yeah. and it was shown and that kind of thing. Um, and it, it travelled really well because we weren't using language. You know, so that was another thing. Again, something we hadn't thought of, but it worked to our advantage. So we have shown a lot all over the place. Yeah. Um, and there, there are, you know, uh, yeah, huge. I mean, I'd, I'd say outside of this country, um, we've done much better than inside yeah. this country. I think. But, you get, but even then, you get different works that go down differently in different I don't know whether it's countries or whether it's you know the event you're at or the city you're in or whatever it's hard to sort of tell but there are definitely kind of a vibe of different you know um, countries kind of getting it like I think you know when we did our first show in Naples years and years ago like they they emailed us or something afterwards didn't they saying like Naples is your city Uh, there's a queue of people outside the gallery you know or, um, or I remember showing a work there, I don't know, like seven years ago or something, where it was one that, you know, work that we like and, you know, but we had a, a work in the show that we thought was is normally the one that gets the sort of people stood around it and, the, and like the complete opposite happened. And they, there was this, it was 100 Falls. They were just like standing around the screen just thinking this was like, either the funniest thing that they'd ever seen or like talking to me about asking me about the politics of it and okay. like reading these that's yeah. that's a good example of a piece of where our level of reference comes from <laughs> yeah. partly is it's it's a piece it's a very simple shot it's a shot of a ladder in a white space i'm in shot i climb up the ladder yeah uh we then uh throw a dummy of me onto the floor and then we cut the camera and I get in the position of the dam and you get a, you get a click because I'm not obviously in exactly the same position. I get back up and do it and we do it a hundred times. And I think they were saying, oh, this is about the financial crisis. Yeah, yeah. You know, but actually it was about the goodies um, <laughs> and how in the 70s, you know, as kids, we would watch it. And I'd always really love that where, you know, you get this really unrealistic dummy that yeah. is his pre-CGI and that kind of stuff where it would fall really badly and then land and there'd be this jump in the edit, you know, cut. But, you know, you still get people saying, yeah, there's a slight jump there. In the, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's the... All right. The work isn't just about the goodies. Uh, um, that's not going to translate to a TikTok audience, is it? The goodies reference. <laughs> Probably not, no. And, then, no. and then other countries, like I think just the overall sensibility of our work has seemed to have gone down like hugely well in Japan you know we showed about a minute of our films every night for five years on Japanese television really on NHK their kind of main channel yeah 
Um, there was this program at five to midnight and five to seven in the morning of kind of animation and a little experimental film and 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 that seemed to get us a Great. like a, a big following there. Yeah. So, and I think there was something about that. You yeah. know, there's something about the sort of geometry of our work there and the kind of balance and. I mean, that's my I mean, it's terrible a, reading of it's also, it's also interesting. I mean, if people haven't listened to it, haven't seen, seen the work and they then go and watch some online or something and think, mm, that's not that funny. <laughs> it's, it's like it's, we've, we've found that um, it's, it becomes funny if it is funny at all because of the context in which it's been shown. Mm. So we'll go to like, we used to do it a lot in the, in, when we first started working, go to film festivals in Germany, you know, and that it's, we used to love going, um, and their enthusiasm for that field of work, experimental film, is like unparalleled anywhere else in the world. You know, right. you would go to Stuttgart, at, and you'd see in the screening would be like 11 o'clock on a Saturday night, and you mm. think, there's going to be no one there. It's packed. It's an hour long. Then there's an hour long discussion, and you come out, and there's another 150 people waiting to come yeah. in for the next one, you know. But it would be like people would be crying with laughter and you'd be there sat if you if you went along going you know and people would be sort of howling yeah. and it's part you know it's it's partly the context you go to the yeah, experimental yeah, film festival yeah. you don't expect to laugh yeah you go to a gallery you don't expect yeah. to find something you know yeah. that you can associate in that in within that way yes you know? yeah it's really interesting well one of the uh one of the really charming things i think is um is it it, it looks quite fun to do some of it, at least. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I guess, you know, um, squirting ping pong balls with an air canister at four in the morning for the 80th time is, is maybe not that much it, fun. It but there, but there are some lovely clips on that, on that DVD um, of you two just sort of giggling when you, you know, dropping oranges on each other's heads or, um, or these sort of things. Yeah. I mean, I guess it must have been fun to, yeah. uh, uh, to keep doing it for so long. Yeah. I mean, and, and it, still, it's, it still is... Uh, a, a lot of a lot of I think as we kind of forget how it's, occasionally something will happen you know, catch yourself and you go yeah it's it's great being able to do this you know uh, it is really good fun and we enjoy being in the studio together um, you know 95% of the time mm. the 5% is when we're having to deal with something that's gone wrong yeah. outside you know that kind yeah. of thing, which is completely normal but I think that in terms of um that we suck the joy out of it, I don't know, because, because like you say, when you do, when you have the idea sometimes, you know, it's kind of, I mean, we were, we were laughing, we, it, it's not just the videos, we made a sculpture a few years ago called, um, it's got the worst title that we, 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 we've ever thought of for a piece, it's called Sheep Entertainment, and it's, it's a hundred toy sheep uh, that we had cast, they were all looking ahead, because if you look at toy sheep, They've all got, they're all heads to the side, right. one way or the other. Okay. So we had to slice it off because we wanted them looking ahead. So you've got this, this kind of like circle of 100 toy sheep. And then in the middle is one sheep and then there's another sheep stood on its back. And we imagined that this is how sheep would entertain themselves, you know, with this audience. And we came up with this and we like, this is going to end our career. Um, and we were crying, laughing, laughing about it. Uh, and then and then and then we made it, and then we did it. But it's kind of like so you have those moments where you kind of yeah. like you know it's either when you're thinking of the idea, yeah. or like you say when you you know when you're filming something 
and something's happening to the other person. They're upside yeah. down or something, which is inherently amusing. Yeah. Or they fall out of Yeah, I mean, often it's at the testing stage that's funny, isn't it? And then, and then by the time you're coming to, like, filming it... Yeah. And there's so much technical stuff to kind of get right okay. and all of that. Yeah. that by the, and you've done it, you know, 73 times or something. You can buy them. Yeah. Be. But the terrible one is... Luton. Oh, well, Luton. But, but, I mean, the terrible one is that we used to be... We're not so much face-to-face now. But, like, te- you know, we'd just laugh if yeah. we had to look at each other. Yes. And you'd just get yeah. the giggles. And yeah. just there are hours of footage, aren't yeah. there, of us just trying to get a take. Yeah. And then yeah. seeing... You, and you, you, yeah, you, you catch shaking. little flickers of that when you yeah. watch it. Yeah. Is, that, is that really early work where you, you're in sort of chinos and blue shirts and you, and you, 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 you can't help yourself at the end of that? Yeah, there, there's, there's little bits and we do we have left some of those in. Yeah, you know, they're just really that nice. Slight bit of the yeah, shoulders. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the work, I think the worst work for it was Luton, which was where we were on the back well, of... That, 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 I remember, I remember, you know, that's one of the sort of standout pieces that I remember from your talk is, is I found that hilarious. But then there is that moment, I think, when you can see that it looks like you get quite badly injured. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe sh- people won't <laughs> have seen that. Well, to expl- explain it. We're, explain we're, it. We're, we're in, we, uh, you, it's, it's part of a bigger piece. So it's one section. We had this idea that we would um, make a kind of white cube and, uh, and, and, and put it in the back of a, a Luton van. Uh, so a van that's slightly bigger than a transit uh, square that van. So we had it kind of kitted out lit. And we thought, okay, we'll be, as, you know, on office chairs. So it's, it's almost, it's, it's partly it's like, you know, you're in this kind of void space, you know, with, with, on office chairs with wheels on. Uh, and another part of it is, you know, you're in the back of this van, you know, playing around or whatever. And I remember us being in... And the off, camera's off. locked off, you know, yeah. so you, to be, the viewer doesn't know... Doesn't you know, understand that it's a van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you, we, we, left the, we left the audio on, but you, yeah, when it happens, if you don't see it. Well, I remember us being in Office World or somewhere uh, with these chairs going, you know, oh, these aren't very sort of slidey or slippy <laughs> or whatever, you know, it's all right. And then, so we, we, we loaded up, we did a test shot where we were, um, we thought, okay, we'll drive around Bristol, you know, it'd be quite long. So it, I think the Luton van, we were in it and we were all ready to go and we'd set the camera going. The, the van just dropped off the curb. You know, literally just dropped off the curb. And we were like, you know, we were like all over the place. And it was driving around Bristol and stopping and parking. And we, I mean, and it, we were moving so fast and so randomly, we just lost it. And we were just so crying, crying laughing. But also, in the, it's, the, it's just the weirdest feeling to be sat on an office chair mm-hmm. and it moving without your control yeah with, with, um, with no visual orientation yeah, yeah. as well and so yeah. I think it's got like and that resulted probably in us getting slightly hysterical in that it's just it was just dead funny and yeah and again I think going back to that thing of what makes your one's definition of a good idea is like a lot of the things that we do is like looking at absolutely everyday things and kind of looking at the either the absurdity of them or like what happens if you slightly push yeah. You, you know, like, so the notion of we just go on a bus, but obviously there's a reason for this. The chairs are all bolted to the ground. <laughs> but actually you're moving through space at like, you yeah. know, 30 miles an hour. It's a bit like if you go on a moped or a motorbike, you suddenly sort of are much more aware of the, of yes. the ground beneath you going very, very yeah. fast and that yeah. you, you know, you are in danger. <laughs> but when we're in a car or an aeroplane or whatever, we're like, 
yeah. we don't feel so yeah. it's bringing that kind of yeah. um, slow sensations to the fore mm. but then you know but then it went a little bit um, wrong a little bit wrong when the driver had to break because I think a bus pulled out okay. so he broke and uh, yeah the driver did know we were in the back so, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so we just shot right to the front of the van yeah and you whacked you yeah did my neck in could you communicate with the driver then mobile phone phone. banging on door banging on the doors and ringing going no stop but he was probably only going like we thought he was going sort of 78 miles an hour you know (laughs) hearing around he was like probably going 20 miles an hour you know maybe 30 if we reached like i think that's one of the things that really has always really fascinated us is when you when you try to get that kind of the idea of something, you know, whether it's a drawing or a conversation mm. where you're kind of thinking, let's do this, let's do this. And then you have to make that real and you have to deal with the physical world. You know, you can, you yeah. can draw whatever you want and it will work. Um, but dealing with the stuff of being this size and the shape and gravity and friction yeah. and that is, um, it can be really annoying, but it's also, it's like, it's, it's a really, I think it's a really nice thing that you, you, you know, you're reminded that you're confronted by these things like all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, that's one of the great things. And, and another thing that, that appeals to me, I think, about the work is, is the simplicity. And I, and I guess that is slightly deceptive from what you've already described. You know, to get something that is as, as pared back as it appears must, be, must actually be quite hard work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's either like trying to find the generic thing that you're thinking, a bit like yeah. we're saying with the sheep. You thought, your first thought is, oh, let's go and buy like you know, 100 yeah. toy sheep. And then right. you kind of realise there is no such thing as yeah. a toy sheep looking forward. Yeah. Or when you come to actually deciding, oh, what, what type of chair should we use? Mm. And then you look, or even tables, you know, the amount of time we have spent looking like, you know, shoplifters in yeah. Ikea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. looking we, at tables we, we want a table table <laughs> yeah. yeah, the table that you think of when you think of table in your so, I guess you have to fabricate stuff yourself sometimes. well a mixture yeah, yeah. yeah it's a real yeah. mixture I mean there was one we made a work that was that was first shown in Japan actually it was called Photocopier and we, it was just a really simple kind of animated thing and we wanted we wanted a photocopier and we just thought yeah we'll put the camera above it and when the sheets come out you know It'll it'll be it'll be fine, you know. Mm. We, we'll just film it. We couldn't find one that did that because they don't do that anymore. They will so come out go in the machine, in the know. machine underneath. Ah, of course, yeah, 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 right. And also, they don't they come out face down. Yeah, oh, right. So, so we had to pre-print it uh, on the back of the sheets, yeah. you know, and then feed them in, and then be right. flipped out. And it's, okay. So it's that that thing of like you imagine you know how things work or how yeah. things look or yeah. what things are yeah. and then when you kind of think oh I want to yeah. use this in this way then you discover how they really work without wanting to be too sort of conceptual about it I guess that's maybe quite an important part of the process as well because you you having to see something as it actually is rather than yeah. your embedded yeah. perception of how yeah. that thing is I mean some kind of it can be truly frustrating you know like if it could, you know, if you could just get rid of friction or you could get rid of gravity occasionally, that kind of thing, it would be amazing, it would be brilliant. But, but it's, I think it, well, it forces you to be, uh, you know, inventive. Yeah, really. yeah. And yeah. I think you're right. I mean, it is part of the work in that it is, like a lot of the time it, in, within our works, it's how does this object of a human being interact with this thing and move through this space. 
and th- and then and that happens in the making of it as well mm. and of real you know working that out and taking it apart and seeing what it's how it's I, constructed i think that's one of the things and I, I, I get it quite a lot again i don't know whether you get it with teaching is that i think students now for whatever reasons whether it's a, a different way of course has been structured but there's this idea that stuff has to mean something big you know it has to be about something very serious or it has to mm. be uh, be backed up by a lot of you know kind of theory or political thought or things and 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 it can be that's fine but equally it could be about um falling over or being mm. physical or being you know um that's, that's an incredible burden creatively isn't it if you say right i want to make a work that's about sort of you know yeah. existential crisis in the early 21st century yeah where, where, where the hell do you wait, begin with that, wait, with that? but if, if you go well isn't it peculiar how um my coffee cup falls over and rolls around then yeah. then that's a much easier place to start to start yeah and certainly and it doesn't mean that it doesn't then take then on all those thing. things yeah, yeah. but it's like you're not I mean, it's a bit my, he might not appreciate me saying this, but my nephew is half Namibian. His name is Rashiwa. And uh, Rashiwa is a Herero name, and it means you must know yourself, because their names all mean... Right. So I remember when he was born, I'd be, like, taking the mickey out of my sis- sister to, about him, because, you know, babies just look kind of startled, don't they? And I'd be saying, well, <laughs> you've, you've put a lot of pressure on the poor yeah, little... Yeah. <laughs> You must know yourself. Um, and it's yeah. a bit like that, I think. That kind yeah. of like... Yeah. And then you get the same... A weird same thing happens, I think, with style. You know, I get students kind of going, oh, yeah, but I haven't got like... Mm. They kind of go for me, oh, it's okay, you've got a style, you know. Like, I haven't got a style. And yeah. like, what? we never set out. Yeah. And again, like you were saying, that pared downness or whatever, that simplicity, that wasn't a, an aesthetic thing. It was a conceptual thing, wasn't it? In that we wanted only to have the thing, the absolute minimum of what was needed to communicate the thing that we wanted to communicate. Yes. So it wasn't like, oh, we really want all our videos to look, you know, to be white backgrounds and like have these sort of dark dressed figures. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's part that, you know, white paint is cheaper than any other colour of yeah. paint. You know? yeah. It's like, it looks more like a drawing. Yeah. You know? So they're very, and that's what I mean about, you know, when you get artists together, it's about the stuff and the, yeah. the, the I mean for us it was like a logic wasn't yeah, it and we yeah. did, used to sort of you know I mean we still joke about it about sort of like the rules and logics within work and systems mm. and, and all of those things are aids to making decisions yeah. you know for a kind of reason but also like you say that thing of like starting you know at the bottom rather than yeah. I, I think the, having the opportunity to sort of play around you know with, with, with students particularly in the way Things you know, the 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 results, the the drive to produce results that match, you know, predictable outcomes and, and that kind of thing. And and it's like it's not really. Well, I don't know any artist that works that way. Mm. You know, it's kind of like oh, I'm going to try this out and I'll try that out and mm. see what works and then move that around. Yeah, you know, and see what happens. Well, I guess maybe that's you know that's that's one of one of the big differences culturally since when you began was. As we mentioned already, that th- there is less freedom to experiment, and I guess people are thinking about their sort of social media feeds, aren't they? And they're thinking about what kind of artist do I want to appear on Instagram, and this kind of thing. So, and and they're probably carrying a, a chunk of debt as well. So, there's, there's a lot more pressure probably Tough, to yeah. have a uh, you know a, a selling point, a, yeah. a, a sort of position. 
um, than, than maybe and, there was. Yeah, and I think that sort of the thing we didn't have that commercial pressure of like if if you haven't you know got a gallery after five years you know. I, I, I did some teaching down in London. I won't mention the institution, but it was a famous postgraduate kind of course uh, and one of the students there was I, I think it was like about six weeks before the final graduation show and it's always like a last kind of like you know and they were saying hey big shall I make the photographs you know what's the most what, what's going what's to be easiest to sell and another one just saying you know if I don't get signed on my private unit I will have failed the course you know and there's nothing wrong with that student it's, but that is the pressure mm. you know that because it's one of the few avenues now uh, because you can't teach. Mm. You know, it's really difficult to get teaching. Uh, it's really difficult to get kind of funding. So one of the only ways of um, being able to support the work is to sell the work, mm. you know, mm. in a commercial way. And that's, mm. we couldn't, I don't think we would, if, we, if we'd have had a commercial gallery or been selling work from, you know, the year after we started, we'd have been all over the place, I think. Mm. I don't think we'd have been able to sort of cope or deal mm. with it. So it's a very different... Um, sort of uh, mental process isn't it you know the, the um, sort of being strategic and business minded versus being experimental and creative they're, they're, they're sort of different processes and yeah. it, it's really tough to have to th- do th- those both at the same time it is and I think you get caught sometimes because I think that you know you do you do want the college experience particularly for students to be a kind of this free you know you experiment you play around but also, I think there is a need to, to have some kind of insight into what goes on outside. What's it going to be like? What do you do? Because the art, you know, the art world um, is famously difficult to sort of penetrate in terms of finding out what, what goes on. There's a very definite kind of shield of, right, you know, we're not going to tell you this. And it's partly it's because behind it, no matter what, gallery or institution it's just it's gaffer type and string you know it's like it's not this professional front which is mm. you know it's it's like people going i've forgotten to do this you know yeah uh, things all over the place it's chaotic and all that so you know it's it's that kind of thing so so it's really difficult so it, I, I think i i really quite enjoy talking to students about the mechanics of you know what happens when this happens and what does this happen so not too much so it kind of like um, affects maybe the work that they're making mm. you know I think if I make this maybe it'll be more successful because mm. that's not a very good way to mm. start out but just actually just giving people some idea and being a bit open and I think we're very open when we do talks maybe a bit maybe a bit too open um, about what we get up to mm. <laughs> that's good I like that no smoke and mirrors the, um, one of the themes that you've, you've uh, is, is evident is, is boredom, uh, and um, it's been observed that we have less boredom these days with you know phones and digital stuff, and yet boredom is being quite important for people in making work over the years. You know, to have time where you are not doing anything in particular, mm-hmm. and that's often when ideas come. Uh, that's not really a question, is it? It's more a <laughs> statement. <laughs> I can see you both looking blankly. Yeah, we're, we're both looking a bit bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No. Uh, they're, they're, they're in the astronauts on the moon uh, mm. for 15 minutes, aren't they? 15 minute 
bored astronauts on the moon, yeah. which, uh, which, which I enjoyed. But we, we, we don't have boredom so much these days, do we? No, I, th- I think it was, I think that, that, that work, which was shot in the studio with uh, c- c- cement, it's not recommended if anyone wants mm. to recreate it to use uh, cement. I did wonder what the surface of the moon was. Yeah, right. it's, it's quite it's, dusty cement, isn't it? It's pretty toxic <laughs> yeah. stuff. Uh, we were okay because we had like these, these suits. Um, Imported from NASA. Yeah. 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 They, were the, they, were, they were fancy dress spacesuits that we had shipped in from London. They were extortionately expensive they were for what television. they television. Yeah, they were from television. Bloody television right. just put okay. prices, you know. And actually, you see those suits on TV, those exact same oh, suits. Really and they were, they, were, they were terrible. They were really they were crap. Really crap. But they looked they look the part. But yeah. we had this idea, really, of, of like... And I guess, it's again, it relates to part of... Um, you know, maybe this idea of like when you when you're at art college, and you have this idea of what being an artist is going to be like, you know, and how that it's it's nothing really in in life is exactly how you imagined. It's not as mm. glamorous or fun or you know all that kind of stuff. And we thought, well, let's pick the most exciting possible thing that you could do, and that would be go to the moon. And then what happens if you were just like it's, it's a bit dull, you know? You were kind of this this idea of being a bit disappointed and. and Maybe that's partly to do with, you know, what happens when you hit a certain age, you know, you do have that midlife crisis and you kind of think, yeah, it's all right, you know. (laughs) Um, So, and we made a parallel piece, which was like unrealistic mountaineers. Yeah. Again, in the title, kind of obviously, you know, we shot this thing in the the studio and it's that kind of like, you know, let's climb a mountain. What do you do when you get to the top? Mm. Look around. Should we go back down? That kind of thing, <laughs> and it's not—it's not a kind of like you know super sort of cynical or pessimistic thing about yeah. these achievements. You know, it's yeah. great going to the moon, it's great climbing a mountain, but it's just like, yeah, it's all right. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and that brought you know I think you know because a lot of the stuff we have you know talked about like boredom within it or like what it's to do with like what you do with your time. Yeah, and there are kind of. Uh, they're almost a celebration of those moments Ooh. of that kind of... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's what most of the time is, isn't it? Absolutely, and, yeah. and we've made a lot of works sort of that are to do with film in yeah. the same way, in that, like, there's either really exciting bits in films <laughs> or this bits in between, you know, yeah. I'd be like talking about, you know, like, sort of mainstream Hollywood uh, of... Um, or that, and we've done text works about it as well. That kind of thing of if you put music on when you're driving, kind of suddenly you're in a film, you know. Whereas really you're on the M4 reading yeah. services, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the things we quite often get asked is, is like which one of us does what, you know, right? Or and whether we do everything equally or whether yeah. we have different tasks. And I think that that that. You have a okay. I always get confused whether it's low or high boredom threshold. If you don't high. get bored, high boredom threshold. Okay, you've got a much higher. So if there's boring stuff like painting out and prepping, kind of painting panels, yeah, which will be like a day gone like that of just colouring something in. John's brilliant at doing that, or doing a cake, <laughs> or doing the really dull stuff. Yeah, and I, I am much worse at doing that I'm much yeah. more sort of fidgety yeah. um, in fact you just spend a lot of time painting white things white <laughs> <laughs> I mean I spent about six weeks colouring a desk in didn't I 
Yeah, like, that was with a biro. Right. I thought I mean, that was honestly really? like six weeks. I thought that was going to finally tip you over the edge. I thought <laughs> that was going to be the bit. You're losing. <laughs> yeah. But you can kind of get dimension. into a sort of zen John, yeah, I'm sure, you know, yeah, thing. Yeah. I quite like yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Just John seems to yeah. I mean, I thought Zen might come up. John presents it as this. <laughs> I just think he's really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it well it would be. But it is that thing again. It's partly the studio, isn't it? Like you come in, we shut the door. You know, you're in this sort of little world, and you put your music on, have a coffee, and I mean, you know, I take that over working in, you know, cost. Sorry, I shouldn't say Costa Coffee or something. You know, in a where you've job got people you going be... like, you know, give me this, you know, do yeah. this and, and yeah. work faster. And yeah, stuff. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I... it's an extraordinary amount of time to work together in a partnership, isn't it? Well, it's thirty years. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 we were, it, how, we were, how, how, how do you manage to sustain it? We, <laughs> so really good. Uh, we were actually talking the other day about how to celebrate. This is our 30th year, yeah. Right. And we were thinking, you know, I mean, we, we're not very good at celebrating. So if we find out we're doing something, you know, we've got a show or we've sold a piece of work or, or whatever, we're famously bad. Normally it's like a, like a chocolate croissant or something like that. It's that level of celebration. <laughs> it's, ooh, rock and roll. But um, I remember, th- sorry, I'll quickly try, I remember Ian Jury talking about, like, the difference between musicians and actors he said, like, the blockheads would come off stage from doing, like, a sort of blinding gig yeah. and kind of go, hmm, all right. Yeah. And he said, you'd come off stage, you know, because he did stuff, like, with the Royal Shakespeare Company or something. Right. You'd come off stage and everyone would be hugging each other and, like, it'd be, and he, right. he, he was confused because <laughs> he was used to the blockheads just yeah, going, yeah. Hmm, right. right. <laughs> that we're a bit like that, I think. Yeah, we're a bit more, like... More blockheads than yeah. the Royal Court. Uh, yeah. I, think, I, I think it's just... Like, um, and I, I think it's partly to do with the environment in which we first met, you know, and where, where, like we said before, there was very little pressure because we were just so we met when we were quite young, mm. well, er, you know, early mid twenties, um, that we'd, you know, finished college, uh, and and I think that we we had a long time to sort of get to know each other, yeah. where we weren't seeing each other very often. Because we didn't have to make work, because we weren't doing any shows, so it was a very casual kind of like introduction. And it wasn't until really probably after two years that we'd made the first piece of work that we were, you know, kind of thinking, yeah, this is the first piece of work. Um, so there was there was that I think, and then it's just we've sort of managed it really well. Partly it's because I think partly it comes down, and, and again, partly this is how we've been able to sustain any kind of practices that we've never, for any great length of time, lived in London or based the practice in London. So our overheads have been, like, you know, super cheap. We've yeah. been, I've been in Shropshire, we've been in Bristol, we've been, we've been able to kind of keep that. So I think all of those things, like reducing the level of pressure that you put yourself under so that we don't put each other under pressure so the yeah. atmosphere doesn't come in here. Yeah. You know, so you keep it relatively light, um, and enjoyable and fun yeah. when we're when we're together and in here. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have to deal with a, with a lot of stuff, which is you know not that super pleasant to have to do. You know, everybody has to do. Sure. Um, but we sort of keep that away from the bit that we really enjoy. Yeah. You know, being in, in here together. And I think we just 
Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at John now and I'm thinking, you know, 30 years. Uh, it is a long time. I think it's just been really good fun. And, and I think we met at the right time. And I think we're both stubborn, yeah. you know, in that kind of, you know, kind of not give up. Yeah. And so we've always had that kind of, and that's on a micro level of like the ping pong ball, you know. Yeah. We're, we will get this. We will get this. I mean, yeah. And in the same way that we've, we've never been very good at doing sort of public commission things or whatever, where a brief is set. Um, because I think there is that bit of us that's like, no, we don't want to make, but, we only want to make what we want to make. Yeah. Um, and that stubbornness, when there's two of you, is easier to yeah. maintain than on your own, where you might, there's not, you might Someone waver. Else, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. two of us thinking. Okay, well, there's, we're in. Yeah. You know, we're in this together. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, lots of things. I mean, we don't get precious about ideas. Like we said before, it's like you know, come up with a bad idea, and we'll just tell you, and you go, yeah, fair enough. You know, mm. or it's more fun. We don't do it so often because uh, we're a lot busier than we used to do. But we used to travel everywhere together, and again, that's really fun. If you're going to an opening or doing a talk, it's much easier. You know, mm. you don't get stranded. On your own, you know, you've always got the other person, unless they run off deliberately and leave you alone. So, you know, to come and, you know, give us a hand with this yeah. conversation or whatever. So, there's, you know, we used to play a lot of table tennis. Obviously, that's quite tricky on your own. Um, so, there's, there, there are lots of advantages to it. And I, I think we just kind of just, um, we're just basically very, very immature. <laughs> and we've both sustained that immaturity. Um, and so yeah we, do, we just kind of get on but equally we you know we do we do give each other quite a lot of space don't we you know yeah uh, and we are very different in our sort of personalities so you know we'll we'll look in ways in the work that 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 you know john likes to do the white painting you know white painting and that kind of stuff and so you you, you um it's like marriage. Yeah, it's a strange thing. It's like yeah. hey, to sustain a long. We long give each other space. Yeah, yeah. Very forgiving. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we keep doing it forever. Do you think? Well, when we first began, I remember we were at the Whitworth in Manchester, in a group show we were in. And my brother, who was living in Liverpool, came over, and there were these, <laughs> there were these two old blokes stood in front of our four screens watching our video, and they must have been in their sort of seventies at the time sort of walking sticks and quite smart and my brother sort of looked at them one was taller than the other and then looked at me at me and Paul and was kind of like there's a vision right and uh and then we kind of and then, you know you're 25 or something and you don't sort of think about it and then uh we've got now we sort of realize oh right now we're in our 50s uh you know that time has ticked on, and that we have, you know, we are turning into those two old blokes at the um, at yeah. the Whitworth. Give it another twenty years. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Where would you, uh, if you were to encounter yourselves thirty years earlier now, what would you, what would you say to those younger? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you in private. Uh, Did you pass anything? We talked about, well, we, we talked in a similar, a little bit similar way to this the other day, didn't we? And we were like, is there anything we would have done differently? Yeah. And yeah. there wasn't massively. There were things that we kind of, uh, I thought a couple of things that I wish we had done, but these were not, 
Those weren't like, oh, career mistakes. Those were things like, oh, I wish we'd made a song every year, you know, yeah. and had like sort of 30 songs at the end of, you know, whatever, right. or yeah. things like that. But on the whole, we could, there wasn't really anything. I, I mean, think- then we made a few like, you know, Additioning mistakes and practical things, didn't we? But yeah, we, we made you know, as I said before, we've made lots of terrible work. You know, uh, yeah. some of it has even left the studio. You know, most of it hasn't, not even it hasn't, but some of it So there were little things like that. But I think generally, I mean, I think yeah, I mean, there, are, it's difficult, isn't it? Because if you move one thing, you know, it's like you yeah. could have said, all oh, right. I mean, we 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 very early on when we started to work with commercial galleries we had the possibility of having a meeting with another commercial gallery which was quite a lot bigger you know and we didn't take that up because we felt a kind of loyalty to the gallery we were with and we we sometimes sort of think oh, i wonder what happened but i i don't know you can you, you you can move things around and then all of a sudden when we you see the alternate future we're not working together because that didn't work out and you know and i, th- I think it's that that thing where we've managed to stay 30, 30 years together. If we were in music, for instance, would we have been able to do that? Mm. The pressure's completely different, mm. you know. It's like a band split, isn't it? Because yeah. just the amount of um, pressure that they're under that's, that's out of control, you can do it for four or five years and then... I mean, I think, in a way, in terms of going back and giving ourselves the advice, um, we, we were taught by Michael Simpson... The painter, um, and he said to he probably said it to you as well. But he said to me, you know, just before I left, um, he said, "You've just you've just got to keep going." Mm. That was it. That was his advice. And he went like that, put his hand forward. And you've just got to do that. And uh, I think that is probably the best advice. Yeah, you know that I would have given ourselves, but he gave it to us, so I don't need to time travel. <laughs> Go no, back and give it to back ourselves. To, yeah. Yeah. No, I think a lot, and yeah, a lot of that, I mean, I got that exact same thing from yeah. Peter Kinley, the painter right. who used to teach us, and yeah. just said, you know, yeah, just keep going. And I think that is, that's the, the, the skill of it. I mean, even if people are telling you to stop, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, quite pointedly, um, or if all things look, you know, you look at it, you step back from it, um, you know, or when you're first meeting, you know, you, you knew, girlfriends or partners, parents, and, you know, they go, oh, it's not a proper job, that isn't a proper job, um, which it isn't, it isn't a proper yeah. job. Uh, it is just that, just keep going and and keep it enjoyable and as, as yeah. fun as you can. Yeah. You know, challenging and all those other things and, you know, interesting and those kind of things. But just, yeah, just don't stop. I mean, it's the sort of flip of that is that talk I did in Wales, isn't it? I did a talk in Swansea. It's the, it's the best question I've ever, ever, ever been asked in a talk. And at the end of it, this a woman who was absolutely fumingly mad with my talk, well, our work. Her last question to me, I mean, I was, I've been bombarded, like, you know, by questions from this one person. Right. Um, was, uh, can you do anything else? <laughs> And I think, you know, that would be quite good to go back 30 years and ask, you know. We do ask ourselves that, don't we? And and kind of the answer is no, isn't it? Mm. I mean, you you do it for so long that actually when you think, think, well, there aren't actually many options left now, you know. But I think that, you know, we we plan to make 
a hundred videos before we die. Yeah. Uh, what are we on at the moment? 66. 66. So it's, we've got Two to get a third of the way through. We've yeah. got to get a bit of a move on actually. Right, you know, okay. we've, been, we've been doing some rough calculations about how many videos per year we'd need to make to hit, you know, say okay. we can make it to 75-ish. Right. But obviously the last, the later ones are going to get them. much more minimal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movement's going to be a, a lot more. Not, not, yeah. not so many vans. Or, no. Uh, no. No, definitely not. Well, it's been really wonderful to talk to you, and um, uh, I've I've really enjoyed the work, and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing the remaining uh, remaining twenty. What is it? Thirty-four projects. Thirty-four, Thirty-four projects. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much Thank indeed. Thank you very much, Richard. Thanks. Richard. Thanks. Well, there we are. As you can probably tell, I really enjoyed chatting to Paul and John. It was made special too by being the first in-person wind thieved hat for over a year. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please subscribe and leave a review. With your help, it's just possible I may push my listening figures into the magical triple digits. That's all from me. Until next time, goodbye.